Warning, this mini-movie review contains adult language from Tor's situation, second Genesis game references, deranged bad dick with drones galore, CGI main character that's redesigned due to fan demand, James Mars interacting with another anime creature, and Shelly Goggs. Listener discretion is advised. Whoa, slow down there, Zan. Barkin mini-movie review, Sonic the Hedgehog 2020. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin Mini Movie Review. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hi, I'm Greta. Yes, and we are back again for another fun-filled Mini Movie Review, Sparkin's podcast, where we talk about new movies that just came out and give you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the story, and if it's worth investing your time in or not without giving too many spoilers. And as I said, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparkin.com We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and various other social media sites. And I'm kind of excited because this is actually a fun one because we've had an absurdly large amount of mini movie reviews this month. I mean, besides Harley Quinn, we have hopefully Ride With You next week. And then we've had all the Bond movies we've been reviewing. So we've been doing a lot of movie reviews as of late, right? Right. Lots of movies. And this one, oh, and before I forget, we've got to say the big thing. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Hope you guys Happy enjoy. Valentine's Day. Yes, I know. Happy Single Awareness Day. Uh, I know this is not a definite movie to bring to your for Valentine's, but... Why not? It's fun. So, the movie that we're talking about is... Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, the adaptation of the 1991 video game that was created by Sega for the Sega Genesis. And this was created because they wanted a new flagship character that was going to replace Alex Kidd and would be able to compete with It's a Him, Mario. For this type of movie games, are you supposed to say Sega? Actually, the opening sequence showed the Sega logo, but it didn't go, Sega! It just sort of went, and then showed it. I was like, say it! Say it! And they did say it. I feel like I was supposed to say Sega. And it was just kind of sad, but this movie was directed by Jeff Fowler and produced by Neil H. Morit. And it was, well, based on the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, or video games by Sega, and there's so many of them. And if you don't know, Sonic the Hedgehog is a game where you played Sonic, a super fast blue hedgehog that, would, that spins around and kills badniks that are created by the evil Eggman, or Dr. Eggman, or as we know him in the United States and in the West, Dr. Robotnik. And he's saving all of the creatures that have been turned into badniks by Dr. Robotnik. He's helped by his friends Tails and Knuckles, the Echidna, and Shadows the Hedgehog, and all his various other characters. And none of those characters are in this movie, but they do make references to two of them. Wait, but didn't one show up? Two of them showed up. But, again, we are getting ahead of ourselves. And this movie is a weird interpretation of the original concept while making it kind of modern. It's a video game adaptation that actually does a kind of good job being an adaptation. It does something very different with the property. It doesn't pull a Super Mario Brothers the movie, or God forbid... Uh, Wait, Super Mario Brothers had a movie? We don't talk about it. We really don't talk about it. That movie, I'm not going to show you. I'll show you a trailer, but no. <laughs> it's a bad movie. Um, or Doom. This is more in line with Doc... Um, well, anyway, I digress. More like a Resident Evil, or it's actually better than that, I think. Um, and we'll talk about the controversy with the images in a minute. But So, this is a reinterpretation of the Sonic the Hedgehog story. And it's starring Tika Sumter as Maddie Wachowski. When I heard that, I was immediately like, Mike Wachowski! Mike Wachowski! Wachowski, who is the wife of James Marsden, playing Tom Wachowski, the sheriff of a certain town that we'll get to that joke in a minute. 
And it's funny because this is like the fifth movie that he's had a animated sidekick. I mean, you had this, you had the the movie where he's with the Easter Bunny, and the Easter Bunny is played by Russell Brand. I forgot what it's called. You have Peter Rabbit? No, no, something else. But then you had him in um, the Disney film, which isn't a Disney film. It's making fun of Disney films. So the girl goes to New York and she makes it all. Oh yeah, he plays the like prince. the prince of the land. Yes. Her love interest, but he's not her love interest. Ever after, some some something like that. But he plays that, so this is the third time he's done this. Um, now, Amy Adams is in that movie. Yes, and then this movie, stealing the show, literally like just like like eating up the scenery, like with huge, giant, big, scary fang teeth, is Jim Carrey playing the evil Eggman himself, Doctor Robotnik, and this is. Epic. Epic. He's playing a character who has a 300 IQ and is just... It's exactly what you want out of Jim Carrey being in a... In a animated gamer show, t- movie. Pretty much they found what they gave him when he was making Ace Ventura and all the good movies they used to make. They found whatever was left and they said, Here you go, Jim. Have fun. And then he went crazy. Like they gave him a big bowl of Captain Crunch. No, this and is like, like meth. Nesquik and everything, and then they were like, "Okay, go be a giant child now." And then our main character is a CGI character that's voiced by Ben Schwartz as Sonic the Hedgehog. And there was a lot of controversy around that because originally he did not look. Yes. Right. So we'll get to it first off. So if you remember when this movie first released. They sent a concept trailer, the first trailer, and they made tried to make Sonic look a little more realistic. And fans were horrified. The fan outcry was kind of insane. It was the people were boycotting the film, weren't gonna show the film. And this proved the power of fans being of willing to change it. Because because of this criticism, the director said that fine, we'll redesign it. They actually got a company that remade it and they made the redesign to look more like the actual character. He doesn't look human. He looks more like the video game character. And it cost them an additional $5 million. But I gotta say, it was worth it. Because the original design looks... Very... Pinata-ish. It's nightmarish. Yeah. And his new design is much better. Yeah. You can't make Sonic the Hedgehog... A realistic person. It's a... He's a talking hedgehog. Yeah. I mean, unless you said it in the other world. He's an electric blue sonic hedgehog. hedgehog. You can't do that, so you have to keep it. And they did a good job with this, with that aspect of it. The design was great. Now, the story itself, it's... At first, you hear it's Sonic in our world. You think immediately it's a fish out of water. He's there and he's got to learn his way back. That's not the story. The story is that when he was a child, he came to our world because he was escaping from persecution because of reasons. Uh, As a kid, he, he had to hide his powers. They were hunting him down. He ends up in our world. And he's been on this in our world for years. However, he hasn't been able to interact with anybody. Because it would not be safe. So he's kind of gone crazy over time. He's being a, like, his monologues and him talking is because he's had no one to talk to for so long. He's kind of. 
I do like when they show his everyday routine of sitting on the beanbag chair, bouncing the ball, reading all the comic books, and they go into video gamer mode. Yeah, he just he's very fast paced in that, and he, it's actually kind of cool because you see where he's living. He's living in Green Hills, Montana, which is a reference to level one of Sonic the Hedgehog, Green Hills Zone, and then his where his headquarters is is he actually stole the road sign. It's Hilltop, which is level two. So there's a lot of little gamer references, like his table is a road sign. He has a bandana which has the. Uh, so, the sonic wings from the menu uh he has a map of the universe which is shaped like the chaos gem so it's a lot of little references here and there so his whole thing is that he has a bag of magic rings that'll get him from point a to point b it's not like in the game where he uses them to be safe it's these are his transportation and if he's ever caught but he has to transport to be safe so still using the rings to be safe true okay i'm reaching here but still so his thing is that if he's ever caught, he throws a ring, thinks about where he wants to go, and it'll make a portal to there. And that's how he's been traveling from point A to point B. He's actually been to a couple other worlds, and he's actually marked them off. And the next world he's going to go to is a mushroom planet. He doesn't want to go, but he's kind of... Because it's full of fun guys. Har, har, har. However, he's lived in this town for a couple years, and he's made... Not friends, but he's been stalkery. With a bunch of people, like the person that he's most attached to is James Marsden, uh, who's the sheriff of the town, but he calls him the Donut Lord because he talks to donuts. Because he is so bored. But he's the Donut Lord. He's protector of all, big and small. And he's married to Pretzel Lady, uh, his wife, because his wife is does yoga and he's like, she has no bones. She's a yoga instructor. Well, she's a veterinarian. Yes. But she does yoga. And he, like, kind of watches them, and he's like, when they go to watch movies, he's there watching, and he acts like it's a family, but in the end, he's still alone. And and you feel bad because he doesn't have a family. He tries to pretend he has a family, but eventually he realizes he doesn't have a family. And since he's had so much, you know, emotions built up in him, he causes power surge. Because he starts running because he's so frustrated. It's the whole baseball scene you see in the trailer. He plays baseball, has fun with it, but then he realizes he's all alone. Has a tantrum. And then because he has this tantrum... He just runs in circles and runs 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 and runs. And then boom! Power surge. Which shuts off half of the country. And so now the government is after him and they send their... Someone who can help them out. Someone who will understand and keep it quiet. Dr. Robotnik, who is a complete sociopath, who's super intelligent, and he loves his drones and his minion stone, and, well, doesn't even like his minion, he just, like, he's there. And he's gonna find out what's going on, and it becomes a, we're gonna find out, we're gonna, he's gonna try to catch whatever caused the surge, Sonic is gonna try to escape, and when they're searching for him, he ends up going to the one place he feels is safe, which is Donut Lord's house, he makes Goes to make a portal, unfortunately, because he gets startled by James no, Marsden. Donut Lord shoots him with a taser gun. Trank. Yeah. yeah. Shoots him with a trank, and he ends up losing his bag of rings. It actually makes the whole ring sound when he drops it, which is funny. So he gets hurt, loses his bag of rings, and now it's they have to get the bag of rings to get Sonic out of there before Robotnik catches them. And then when Robotnik catches them, he becomes obsessed with getting a hold of him and going to dissect him to get his powers because he has superpowers. Because he's super fast and he generates super energy. 
And it's crazy. <laughs> it's fun crazy, though. It's a kid's movie, which is actually really well done. It's creative. It's clever. I was highly entertained. There are some scenes which are done really well. Like when he first uses his sonic spin to destroy something, he doesn't know what he did. He's like, it's like, what happened? I don't know, but it worked. Um, there's a reference to X-Men uh, Days of Future Past when he does a Quicksilver scene where he's he's speeding through an entire bar causing havoc. You have... Which was a really cool scene. You have the origin of his shoes and it's done with a child actor, but the child actor doesn't do child actor things. The child actor is there for like a short period of time and isn't uh, overwhelming. It isn't like doesn't overstay their welcome. It's just she's there, she does something, and then she's gone. And it was super sweet. It's, it's a really good scene. Uh, there's also a couple other fun little things like there's a crazy nut job who says he saw Sonic and he actually has a and picture of Sonic. nobody believes him that he calls him the Blue Devil. And he's holding up the picture from the meme for Sonic the Hedgehog. So that's kind of funny. And I know we're going, oh, and this and this and this. It's, it's a film that I recommend watching. It's fun. It's ridiculous. Like we're geeking out about it. It was silly and sweet and super fun. And it does a good job taking care of this character and bringing them to this world in a, in a creative way. There's a lot of references to other stuff going on in the future, and there's two singers which lead to seeing things happening. One of them was like, you expected it, and the other one was out of left field, and that one was just, wow, because that's a, that's a cool scene. And uh, I'm excited also because the individ- they did bring a character from Sonic's world, and the thing is they had the original voice act from the video game doing her voice or his voice which is always kind of weird but anyway but it's really well done uh, also fun fact if you like the old adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon and Sonic Underground the bad guy who voiced Robotnik is playing the US Navy Chief of Staff in the movie <laughs> it's got a little cameo so it's it's kind of I didn't know that was the voice of Robotnik not not the Joint Chief of Staff Chairman. It's one of the other guys who said, oh, that nut job? That guy. That totally makes sense. Now, some of the negatives. Well, one, you had one character who was super just a negative drawback about it. Just kind of like, why is this person there? We don't know, but it's her. The aunt? Yeah, the, the sister of Maddie whose whole deal is to say, you better leave your husband now. It's like, this is a reason you can leave them. Just it just comes off bad. It just it's it, I don't know. You could give other reasons for hating your, you know. It just it came off not good. But we you don't I don't think you need her, but you need her the daughter. Niece. You need the niece. You need the niece. Because so. the pretzel lady. Yeah. Is a vet, and so Sonic is passed out, so she's trying to figure out what's wrong with him. She wants to fix him, like any good doctor would. And she goes, look at his poor feet, because he, he He's wearing mis- mismatched shoes. But he ran holes into the bottom of his shoes, and there's holes in some of his socks, so she pulls off the shoes and socks, and she goes, you poor feet. And then the little niece goes upstairs to her bedroom and grabs her shoes and comes back. And it's down. the iconic red shoes, so... It's it's a well done film, and I gotta admit it is enjoyable. There's some dumb parts about it because it is dumb. It's a dumb movie, but it's a but fun movie. But I like movie. that it's a dumb movie. It's a fun dumb movie. And for that reason, I'm gonna have to give this uh, 
Definitely, it's a borrow from a friend and don't return. Unless offered special magic rings. <laughs> because it's a really good movie. I want to get this on Blu-ray or streaming. And just, it's a fun movie to watch. There, If you're a Sonic fan, you'll enjoy the film. If you're not a Sonic fan, you'll enjoy it. It's just, you just gotta go with the ride. And gotta go fast, you know? If you've never played the video game, there's plenty. it's plenty enjoyable and fun enough to watch. If you've ever played the video game, any level of it, geeked out to just I played it once, there's a lot of Easter eggs that are kind of funny moments. Yes. And if you're a fan of Olive Garden... Oh, oh, that's something we did not bring up. Uh, yeah, one of the negatives of the movie is that there is product placement. Shameless like product placement. They hoard out like no tomorrow. It's like the scene in Wayne's World when they're saying, we're not going to sell out, and they sell out, but this is to a more umph degree of just bad. It's it's like, oh, I'm just looking on Zillow, showing the sign for it. Right. Or, or we should go to Olive Garden. Their endless salad bar? Their endless soup, salad, and breadsticks is endless. Or when you're there, your, your family. family. Oh, they could have done so much more. but I did want to go to Olive Garden afterwards, though. So the marketing worked. We didn't go, so the marketing mostly worked. Yeah. So have you seen Sonic? Have you wondered what it's about? Let us know. Uh, email us. Let us know what you thought about the movie. And uh, random question of the day is, do you think that this movie should have been set in Sonic's world, or was it good enough to be set in our world? I think that this kind of worked, being a character from another world in our world. It worked better because it was established that he'd been here a long time, in my opinion. That's what I think. As opposed to him being in the other world. But let me know what you think. Email me at zansparker.com. And I think that's it for this episode. Yeah. Yep, I think we can put a nail on it. So, thank you guys for listening. As usual, I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're gone, so we'll catch you guys next time. Keep watching movies. Enjoy. And keep listening to the Spark Interview Podcast. Thank you very much. Have a good one.